This is the Visceralist Podcast, um, episode 89, 89-er, visceralist at gmail.com, uh, at Visceralist. Do you remember the, the teacher at our middle school who used to say, anytime anything would come up, is number nine, uh, no, he would, he would he would always say it like that, and you don't remember this. His his wife was actually also a teacher there, and coincidentally, their classrooms like were right next to each other. So when he would say like, you know, it, I I think he was like an English teacher, and so we'd get to like okay, paragraph number nine, and it got to the point where his wife would have the kids listen for him to say that because you could sort of overhear it and he she would have her kids mimic so after he would say all right uh joey jojo i want you to read paragraph number nine and then that you'd hear the kids from the other classroom next door the whole class yeah the whole class i mean i think i know the teacher you're talking about i don't remember that though i remember the husband and wife team Right, right. They were both kind of short, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The wife was blonde, I believe. I, mm-hmm. And he had I don't a remember mustache. His name Did he have a mustache? Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember that nine part. Maybe you never had him as a teacher. He was definitely a cross country coach and a track coach. So, I mean, oh, so I that would have come him. up. Yeah. But, right. Uh, <laughs> a lot more numbers involved in that yeah. those, like, those activities than, than English certainly you would think alright oh, well God. let's get maybe we'll check with Zombie Boy to see if he remembers that uh, yeah. next time we have him on <laughs> I forgot about that Zombie Boy uh, so let's uh, get right into the uh, trifling in NYC segment um, we'll do, we'll do mine first. Uh, this one involves, um, what, what is the name I had for this one? Early party show up. Yeah. This involves a mutual friend of ours. Um, uh, and basically, uh, this was, um, this was a few months ago. I think this was, this is his birthday party. And he's he's married, lives uh, upper upper parts of Manhattan, um, and he uh, is throwing a birthday party. He texted me maybe a week week beforehand. He's like, "Hey, are you available on this this Saturday? Um, having a birthday party? You should come over." And I was like, "Cool, yep, I can probably make it." I think uh, the night before, I was doing good good etiquette. I was like, hey, looks like I can make it. I'll see you there. He's like, great. Looking forward oh, to it. Okay. Um, uh, bring some beers. No, he, no, he didn't say that. He was, a, he was a gracious host. And so, although it's, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't need to say that. It's sort of. But you brought some. I, I brought some. I've been in the throes of hard seltzer. Oh, uh, fixation. Oh, so really, I I sought that out, and it's been interesting because, like, it seems like I'm still introducing people to it and this phenomenon. Whereas in my neighborhood, 
it's i mean it's huge like every place has at least one version have you been seeing this around you um not so much over here but i've definitely noticed it in the bars since like summer fall yeah yeah Um, last summer is when it really kicked in yeah i don't know if you were watching any of those football games yesterday but Bud Light was going fucking heavy on that Bud Light seltzer ads, yeah. hard seltzer ads. Yeah, that just uh, just debuted uh, recently. Did it, did it make you want to, want are you going to get some? No, it made me annoyed that there were so many ads and it was just too much. Hmm. And a counter, counter program. Anyway, I did actually pick up some seltzer. Um, and for some reason, I thought, I thought he said nine. It was like people were getting going to be getting there at nine p.m. Okay. And this takes me back actually to it's funny. I, it triggered the the fact that I said nine p.m. there. I don't know if I ever told this story, but there's like long time ago, my first job in the city. Someone invited me to a party, and he just said in the invite, just start showing up around ten. And I was so new to New York that I didn't know if he meant like it was in the summer. I didn't know if he meant like ten a.m. or ten p.m. And so, and so I was like, "Oh, is this going to be like a barbecue thing? It starts in the afternoon, and like, so, yeah, afternoon party." And I even like I was talking to my girlfriend at the time. Um, it was, it was my my college girlfriend, and uh, she uh, she moved to New York with me. We were actually living together for a little while, um, and and she didn't know either. She's like. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It could be either. Oh. He just said ten, and he, I think he did say it was going to be like a barbecue. So I didn't know if it meant. So I was like, I split. I was like, well, let me split the difference just to be safe. <laughs> and so what time did you show up? Oh, that was so me. I showed up at like I showed up at like four p.m. And he was like, mm. he was like it was it was ten p.m. Obviously, um, so he was like. I think he just, he was like still asleep on the couch and like from the night before or something. And like, so, or like he wasn't even there. Maybe he was getting supplies. And so no one knew me when I got there and they're like, yeah, I guess you could stay if you, if you want. And the, like, it was in Brooklyn and I had come all the way from the Upper West Side. So yeah, it was. <laughs> so in this case, I was pretty sure he said nine. I was on pace, and you know I how I hate leaving Lower East Side, but I I don't hate it, but I I rarely do it, and uh, I was on pace to get there at nine. Like the, the yeah. subways were running running well uh, this weekend, so I was pretty sure it's nine. I get there, I with I stop at the grocery store nearby, pick up the seltzer, boom. God, everyone's gonna be jazzed when I show up with my seltzer. Ooh, yeah, they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> With this crowd, I was I was pretty sure it was gonna be more like, "Oh, what's this now? Oh, oh seltzer? Oh, flavored seltzer? Well, that's nice. Uh, uh, uh it's hard. It's hard seltzer. So there's a little bit of just a little bit of alcohol in it. Oh, well, look at you, visceralist. You know, you know." <laughs> And so forth. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. You thought you were going to be the talk of the party. Yes, exactly. So okay. I get there at nine. <laughs> and uh, I'm buzzed in. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. This party must be going now. Good thing I showed up right at nine. And I, and, uh, I go in and my, my friend's wife, 
opens the door, who I've also hung out with, you know, a couple times. She's very lovely, and she was, uh, she was like, "Oh, hey, hey, how's it going?" Uh, I was like, "Oh yeah," and I'm looking around, and I don't see anybody behind her. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, is um, is, uh, is uh, here for the party? Is the party?" Going? She's like, "Oh, well, well, you're the first. And actually, um, my husband is uh, out. He's actually at a different party. <laughs> that, what? That is uh, is winding down. He should be here pretty soon. But come on in. You can. Uh, we can hang out. Oh. Um. And I, um, she's like, I'm just. I'm just still kind of cleaning up. I still need to vacuum. <laughs> I was like, Oh God. Oh. And she's like. But at least you got the invite in. Yeah, yeah, no. She was like, that part was no issue. She was like, just take your shoes off um, outside. Uh, I was like, yep, yep, cool. And I was like, oh boy, this is this is super awkward. But I'm like, well, people have to be. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that he said it was uh, show up at nine. And then I, uh, she's like, oh yeah, you know, it's cool. It's whatever. What it, you know, just come downstairs. They have. Uh, oh yeah, this place is like pretty pretty serious yeah i heard that come downstairs yeah what <laughs> she said they have a downstairs and it's like come downstairs that's where you know we're setting up all the food and stuff you can come check out what we have um and so i was like are you sure like you know i can you know i can just hang out and she's like no 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 people start showing up pretty soon and i, I looked at my text messages and from him and he actually had never said nine like i had totally made that up myself and so I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I thought I thought he said show up at nine. She's like, yeah, no, it's fine. like she was totally cool. And so we just start chatting. So where'd you get that from? I don't know. I think it it was just like that seems like a normal birthday time to church. Yeah, it does. Especially for you know, you know, upper Manhattan types of folks. You know, they you know maybe mm-hmm. go to sleep a little bit earlier. You know, they're not. You know, nines just seemed like a reasonable time. So I get it. So I'm chilling. She's like, um, she's just doing some errands. She's like, I gotta clean up a little bit. I and actually, I gotta. We we chatted for maybe like ten minutes, and then she's like, uh, I just gotta go upstairs and vacuum the place. I just been wanting to vacuum, so let me just do that. You you hang out down here, and um, and it's all good. So I'm like, all right, and so I'm I'm just chilling. She goes up to, and yeah. then I get a text <laughs> from 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 the, <laughs> the guy, my friend, and he's like, "Hey, sorry, dude. Um, can you actually just go wait at a at a bar or something?" And <laughs> while, whoa, 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 wait a second, what? He's yes. kicking you out. He's like, "Can you go wait at a bar?" And until like I get there, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm gonna be there in like half an hour. Um, but yeah, can you just go wait in a bar? The implication being that like I I don't know, and I I don't want to put this on him because like he me he means well. I think it was he. I think he was afraid that it was gonna be awkward for his wife, and she was gonna be too nice to actually say you know if if you don't mind, can you just you know hang out somewhere and so he was like doing that on her behalf which if she felt that way you know that's good husband behavior and it's totally fine either way 
It is, yeah. I wonder. I want to see what their text conversation or, or phone call. Well, yes, like. they they clearly had some text conversation. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in any case, I was like, so that's all he said, and I and I texted back, okay. But then at that point, um, I'm like. I'm like I don't want to make it embarrassing for her if she actually did ask him, "Hey, can you get this guy to oh, just yeah. go hang out?" How, how are you making this exit? Because now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got to make this exit. <laughs> and so, like, and I have only like five, like I don't know, a minute to do it. So I'm like, I got to figure something out. Um, oh, oh, sorry. I, I also should mention that um, she got pizza delivery in the ten minutes that we were hanging out earlier. She had ordered pizza. There's, there's two pizzas there. So I'm like, okay. Um, so I'm looking at the pizza. I'm like, okay, uh, I guess I got to say something about, I got to get something to eat. So that, so that was my first thought. And look, it, it's, it's a bad plan because obviously there's pizza there that she would offer me, but I don't know. I was scrambling. And so, and so I go upstairs and I'm like, Hey, um, I just I just remember I didn't eat anything. I just want to grab a quick bite to eat, and then I, I foolishly said, because again I had pizza on the brain. I oh, said, gosh. "Are there any pizza places around here?" <laughs> and then I was like, I quickly realized, oh no, I can't say pizza. She's just gonna offer the pizza, and so I said, oh. "Yeah, so I can get like you know pizza places that have like sandwiches, like good sandwiches." <laughs> You threw that in. <laughs> Had to. Oh, and so she's like, <laughs> she's like, um, yeah. There's like, um, there's the place she tells me the pizza place, like the same pizza place. It's like, yeah, it's right around the corner. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna head over there. I'll be right back. I'm, so, I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, okay. Well, like she was oh, like totally gosh. fine. And so. I head out and I start walking to the corner and my buddy texts me. He's like, there's this cool bar. It's just right around the corner. It's just, why don't you just wait there? And I'll text you as soon as I get back. And, and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have told you what time to come. And I'm like, you know, it's all good. So I actually, I go to the bar. Um, they're showing some games. And so I'm just watching some basketball. Um, and at probably like 9.45, I get a text from him saying, okay, come back. <laughs> and so i i get this is the best part i was like i get back and oh, um of course when i get there there's like a bunch of pairs of shoes outside the entrance and buzz she opens the door again his wife and she's like i can't believe he told you to leave just because, like, it was you came early, there's no one else here. I would have been totally fine with you just staying. You should have stayed. I don't know why he did that. I'm sorry on his behalf. Anyway, there's a bunch of people downstairs. Why don't you go downstairs and join the party? So good. So good. So, so I go downstairs oh, and, God. like, yeah, it's there's there's maybe six or seven people there. And he's like, hey, sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, just go get, grab a drink. You know, hey, it's a party. <laughs> <laughs> so. So thoughts oh, on that, that was over. And then I was there. And I, I didn't even stay that long. I was, I was actually pretty tired. I probably stayed like an hour. But. Um, 
Oh, damn. <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts? Like that that one, the awkwardness is um, like, because at that point I was, when I got the text from him, I was like, oh crap, like maybe she's uncomfortable. I definitely don't want to make her uncomfortable just by being here alone with her. Um, you yeah. know, so it's totally fine. But like she was very welcoming in the in the first place. So, you know. So I guess he was uncomfortable with you being alone with his wife. Maybe, maybe. yeah, perhaps. you know i don't know if that speaks to insecurity or you know whatever just like or it could just be a protective like instinctive protective thing with him where he overestimating his wife's uncomfortable and jumping in to to save her i guess i mean um i think it was all i think it was essentially all of us worrying too much or really just me and him worrying too much right i mean she just she just put you downstairs and left you alone she's like all right just go hang out down yeah there. yeah show up and the thing is like people started showing up probably like 10 minutes after i left so it was just that he was at he was at another party beforehand and he was running late coming back from that so You know any pizza places nearby? <laughs> I was like, I gotta get something to eat, and of course, because I, I eat so much pizza, and I just seen pizza. That's what's on my mind. But I, I immediately, and I think she even read in my face that I was making it up because she's like, she's like pizza, and before she could even say that, I was like, oh, you're like no, no, with sandwiches, no, with sandwiches. Obviously, I don't want to get pizza at a pizza place. I, I want. Everyone knows that pizza places also have sandwiches. Come on. Otherwise, I would have just eaten the pizza that's already here. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Pizza place for sandwiches. Uh, All right. So, anyway, we can move on. That's pretty good, though. That's good. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Uh, I understand you had something that was, you you wasn't sure if it was trifling or not. You needed a, a determination. Yeah, I'm not sure if you would say it is necessarily trifling, but um, so um, I think he sent it to you as well. A friend of ours lives here in Brooklyn had sent us something about the Brooklyn Museum. Most deaf, I mean, what's he called? Oh, yes, right. he's calling himself these right. days. Right. Yes, Bay, and this traveling exhibit where you listen to the album plus you look at artwork inspired by the album. Oh, cool. Um, so I said, all right, I'll, I'll do it. So I got tickets headed over there last, may have been last weekend or the weekend before. No, I think it was last weekend, last okay. Sunday. Yeah. It sounds vaguely so familiar. Yeah. So the deal is like you get the tickets and like, it's this album that he made, but the album is you can only hear it at at these exhibits, right? As the traveling show. Okay. It's not gonna be released in any kind of digital form or like hard copy format, I guess. Maybe after it's all so over. So is it like one like how is it so different tracks are being pumped out of different parts of the floor space or, or what? Um yeah, so it's in it's in one section of the museum. It's it's sealed off. So you get your ticket and it's one of those deals where you gotta put your phone in that little locking oh, bag. No. Oh, hell no. And then I know, here Fuck we go. Those bags. Here's, here's how it here's how Fuck it begins. Those right? bags for real. 
<laughs> so you go in, your phone gets locked in the bag, first of all. And and by the way, I didn't realize that that bag locked. I was like, what is this? This doesn't yeah, do anything. So At the end, let, I was like, I tried to get it out. Let me let me ask you this first, because I, I've actually never been to an event with, with these bags. They're sort of famous for, I think, Chappelle is famous for sort of starting we're popularizing these things that you put you put your phone in and you still have it on you but it has some kind of magnetic right. lock that only gets deactivated as you're leaving i, I believe do it yes that's exactly it okay it looks very similar to you know when you're at like um <clears throat> at like the department store or whatever and they have that that thing that they stick it in and they twist and then it comes apart no i i don't know what you're you know how they used to have like the two, like the, if they had like the big security tag, the big plastic. Oh right. And, like one had like the large right. sharp yes. end. Yes. Yeah, that. it's basically like they stick it on something like that and just twist it a little, and then it unlocks itself. No, so it looks like yeah. My thing with those also. Yeah. Apologies if you're going to get into this, but what what are, I always concerned about the logistics around the setup and getting it open because I'm picturing like just a couple staff members handling you know, hundreds of people doing this and there mm -hmm. being a bottleneck. So, but I'll, I'll let you finish. Absolutely was a bottleneck going out. However, they limited to, you know, to get around that, they limited it to, so it's our time slots. And I think it's only 40 people, I think, per time slot. Okay. So it doesn't, it doesn't get that bad because it's you know because it's only 40 people at the most trying to leave i think it's more than 40 but not more than 50 it was pretty small and so you go in you show your ticket whatever put your put your phone into the bag which i didn't understand until the end that it was that i couldn't access my phone i was like what kind of foolishness is this i can still just go into this bag but i didn't try <laughs> glad i didn't try what do you think you still go into the bag like tear it open I thought I could, but I couldn't. I was like, "This what, is what material is it made out of? Like felt?" Um, no, it's like um, like that soft, like neoprene stuff that, like, like a laptop case. Okay, like a laptop cover, yeah. right? Essentially, that type of material. Um, and then it has the lock at the top, and it probably has some kind of like. I don't know, some kind of like signal blocking technology inside of it as well. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, because the phone wasn't ringing or doing anything either while you were inside. Even though I think they said, make sure it's on silent. So maybe it didn't have any blocking technology. Imagine that it wasn't on silent and you were like getting phone calls. Well, yeah, I mean. <sighs> and you can't get into it. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder like with parents, like I would be, if I was a parent, and had to do one of these, I'd be like, no, like I need, what if there's an emergency with my kid? Yeah, that's very true. And also like you could, in, like I, I, at least with Chappelle and, and I presumably this, this scenario, like that it's audio based, um, I guess with stand up, it's a little different, but you know, primarily audio based, you could just set your phone to start recording the audio before you put it in the bag. And I don't know, depending on how thick that is, like it could presumably pick up some of the audio and just, you know. Probably, but they didn't, it wasn't like super secure either. Um, 
because you know how sometimes I have the two phones, like my work phone. I almost brought it, but I decided against it. I mean, technically, you could have just slid one phone in there and kept the other one. It's not like they were patting you down. Oh, searching. yeah. They're just expecting everyone to drop their phone in. But I think there were enough people that you probably could have gotten by by just grabbing the case and then not putting your phone in the case. Mm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so it wasn't that secure. Um, but then, on top of that, they give you a set of headphones. Huh. The, wire- the wireless headphones. So Okay. So everyone's walking around with these headphones on. And so that's how you listen to the album. Got it. The headphones. <clears throat> and so you go and you look at the art and it's like regular, like some like classical type of music playing first, but then you have to, oh, and then you have to play like, um, man, what's that game? Dang. Where you're going around in circle and like there's only four chairs, but there's five people going around in the circle and you got to sit oh, down real musical fast. chairs. Music stuff. Yeah. <laughs> musical chairs. So then you're basically playing musical chairs for a seat. So that's, because... What's the game with the chairs and, and the music? <laughs> oh. You going around? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so they that's... actually have musical chairs there? Like, well, you, there's, there's, there's music playing and there's, there's seating, but it's not like regular chairs. They're like crates and like cushions and they're like placed randomly. So you want to look at the art, but then you're also like, I don't want to stand the whole time. So I got to make sure I be close to a, a seat or try and get a seat now. Or do I look later? So there's like, right. <laughs> so there's, so there's that element involved. So I got a seat. Um, and by the way, this one guy was distracting me. He was walking around the whole time and he was just wearing a leather jacket with no shirt on under it. And I was like, <laughs> and I, 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 I mean, I was, I was sitting there trying to listen to this album and I was distracted by this guy. <laughs> like, what's your deal, man? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Granted, it was that weekend where it was like sixty degrees Saturday and Sunday, but still, okay. like, put a t-shirt, or something, on something. There. Yeah, that was. I think it was uncalled for. So, <laughs> so yeah. So then you just sort of sit and listen to this album in the dark. Oh, in the then, dark. Yeah, like so how do you see the exhibit? Situation. It's it's a low light, low light. Oh, uh, okay. And so then that's it. And then you put put it back. You can they hand it. Oh, you can have the track list. Here's a track list. But people were like, "What am I going to do with this? Like, <laughs> why, why, why do I need a track, a track list, list now?" On the way out, they were like, yeah, "Oh yeah, no, here's you a track that on the list. way in." So do they right. do they play the album? <laughs> You know, so they play the album, like a full album just in order? Yeah, play the album in its entirety. Is it right? good? Yeah, it was all right. I, it, it was like the song, the tracks that I liked, I really liked. The other ones, like, he wasn't, he's like stopped rapping as much as he used to, so it wasn't as much rap. But it was it was good. But it was it was okay, I would say. not Definitely not his best. Okay. It's all right. But I, I don't know, worth the experience? I guess it was. I think it was like twenty, twenty five dollars oh, around like twenty five for that. It's not too bad. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, not bad. So overall, like, I don't know if I would do how it was, again. How was the art? Like, what was the photos, sculpture? Um, it was paintings, and then like some, some like, I don't even know what it's called, like weaving. 
Okay. Some viewing stuff. The uh, yeah, like the art was okay. The, I was really there for more for the album than anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not I mean the 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 cell phone bags definitely trifling. I I hate that concept. I I get why the you know, Chappelle's of the world want to do. I think Pete Davidson does it too at his stand up. Um and I get why they they want to do it and you know, they have big enough names that they can get away with that. Um I just don't like, I don't know, like, you got to get with the times, man. Like, this is not, this isn't sustainable. These things are not going to, like, I don't know if they they think that at some point these are just going to be the norm at every show or most shows. Not a chance. Uh Like, so, like, smartphone ubiquity is, like, I mean, it's already completely ubiquitous. But, like, they're becoming, like, people are literally not going to go to a show if they find out that this, you know, and it, and then to have, like, someone be like, I, I don't know what happens if you buy a ticket, you're not aware, you don't pay attention, you're not aware that these bags are going to be in play, and then you show up and you're like, well, I'm not doing this show then, I, I if I can't have my phone on me, do, then do you get your money back? Doubtful. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, I had a friend that went to all those, uh, went to one of those Madonna shows when she was doing the residency uh-huh. at, at BAM in Brooklyn, and they were doing a similar thing, except they did that thing. Um, I don't know if you like get the key or something. It was essentially just a locker system. Everyone puts their phone in, and then you go into the concert, like as part of the entrance. Yeah, that. I mean, that sounds even like worse because I mean, my, my big. Thing is, if I'm being honest, is just the logistics at the end of the show because I know there's going to be crowds. Oh gosh, yeah, that would be awful. Yeah, yeah. And like a Chappelle show, he's going to be at least like a thousand people or more. Like having all of that, like unless you have like robust staff and like organization, which most places just don't, because most places aren't designed with, you know. There's no venue in New York that's designed with these pouches in mind before the design, so they're probably like just stationed off in a little corner where you, it's not designed to have a rubber like a bottleneck of like you know a few hundred people waiting for you know some grubby teenager to be fumbling with like something. Kind of, some grubby teenager over here dropping people's phones. Exactly. I don't know. I, it's a pet peeve of mine. I, uh, again, I I, so, I get why the artists do it, and they are sort of. Th- I don't really like that they're throwing around their power in that way, but I suppose it's fairly benign. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the reason for this one. I guess to record. I guess to keep it someone from recording it. But right. even though it was on the headphones, you'd have to have like some kind of attachment, right? Or have yeah. your headphone on, like, yeah. They went yeah. through a lot of precautions for that one, which I don't know was really necessary. Well, speaking of from, what? Yep. Nope. I'm going to do this again. Nope. Nope. <laughs> do it. Speaking do of it. Throwing around your power. Uh, oh, let's get to one. the return of the Had That Been Me segment uh, in which we discuss a scene or two from um, – a show or, or a movie that we've enjoyed uh, and discuss what we would have done in that situation. Uh, famously, this has led to us 
Talking about a velociraptor from Jurassic Park in a chef's hat. <laughs> in a chef's hat, I said. Um, um, quick sidebar yep. on that. There is a movie on Amazon Prime called Velocipaster. <laughs> you can watch watch the preview. This shit looks like trash. <laughs> oh, you don't say. Just look, look at it. You don't say. Velocipaster is it? So what is it? A velociraptor in like a minister's garb? He ends up getting like some kind of superpower, and he can turn into a velociraptor. It's like, a pastor, it and then what? To, to yeah, eat and people. I don't know. That doesn't it's, sound it's, very godly. It was, it was weird. It was very strange. Did you watch it? I just watched the preview. <laughs> I, there's no way I could sit through that whole movie. Faster. <laughs> oh man! I mean, I, it's a very clever pun that they that they have there. But uh, in any case, well, maybe maybe you know what? Let's tell you what. Let's watch it, and then we can do we oh. can do a half that been me. <laughs> maybe next episode we do a half that been me for Velocipaster. <laughs> The whole movie. The whole movie. Yep. Gotta watch the whole thing. Oh man. <laughs> like Oh gosh. Yeah. I don't know. If I can do we're that. doing it. Okay. But uh for this episode, let's do uh one of our favorite recent shows, Succession, uh from HBO. I think I think let's do a couple scenes. Uh just let's just stick with those two from the first season. And then maybe we can do a second season some other time. Um but one is when we'll do this first one is from the earlier part of the of the first season. Um, spoiler alerts for anyone who hasn't seen the show. You should go watch it. Uh, it's it's really well written and acted. Um, Golden Globe winning, I, I believe. I think Brian Brian Cox. Uh, Cox, yeah. yeah, Brian Cox won. Um, yeah, do you know he? I, I was I recently rewatched the both the Ring and the Twenty Fifth Hour, and he's in both of those. And those are both from He's, about twenty years ago. He looks like exactly the same. See Ed Norton's dad in Twenty Fifth Hour. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah, he looks pretty much the same. He was in some of those early X Men movies too. Oh, that's right. He was, uh, was he Striker? Like the bad general. Like, yeah. Yeah, he was Striker in one or two of them. That's right. Okay. Um. Well, good for him. Uh. But yes, this is spoilers. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but. Um, in the first episode, at the end of the first episode, he has uh, a stroke, and he is hospitalized. And I think most of the second episode is spent in the hospital with his kids, um, sort of debating, you know, what what's going on, if if he's going to be able to recover. Um, but for some reason, his wife—well, I shouldn't say for some reason—it's she clearly would have power of attorney and etc. So she has essentially. Like he's in some big suite in the hospital just for him, and she's sort of blocked the kids from from seeing him uh, in his in this condition. Um, is that right? Yeah, she has. Which I uh, and it's his. Excuse me. I should say it's his second wife. Was weird. His second wife, not the the children's mother, the kids' mothers. Yeah, and this is before like any of their. Kendall's shenanigans took place. Right. And and Shiv's shenanigans going to work for what's his name? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is before well, yeah, this is before Kendall has 
really aggressively tried to make a play to take over the company. And yes, before Shiv started working for um, the, uh, the sort of left-leaning politician. Um, as, as Roman would say, Senator Beavis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think so, you know, I guess the we'll get right into the had that been me. Um, if you were one of the children, Kendall or Shiv, you can start with either. Are you go? Are you going to suspect that something is amiss with uh, the wife Marcia restricting access to your father so diligently? Um. Okay, let's start. If I'm Shiv, sure. Then I'm definitely I'm saying yes because Shiv already doesn't trust. I wouldn't trust, and you know we're not on the best terms right now. So I'd be like, maybe something's funny. Maybe she's trying to hide something, get him to make adjustments into what we get. If, if he, you know, if he doesn't pull through. So, you th- so you're, you're thinking she might be altering the will. Right. That's what I'm thinking. If I'm, if I'm Shiv, if I'm Kendall, I don't, I care, but not quite as much because for him, like he'll just be in charge if he doesn't pull through. That's already what I want. If I'm Kendall, did did they did they say that that's the case? In the, in the I don't show? think I don't think necessarily. Or but is that his assumption? I think that's the assumption, and it's also like, you know, he, Logan was the big one that was holding him back. I think he could convince everybody else, right? But maybe not yeah. because later, then those Canadians are calling them names and shit. But but he probably yeah. has a better chance with Logan out of the picture. Right, right. Yeah, I think I think if if you're Kendall, you're definitely. I mean, it, it's it's cruel. I'm not cruel, but it's sort of heartless. But I mean, that's sort of how these kids are. I mean, they they do love their dad, but I think they're so ruthless. You know, and as a result of him teaching them to to be that way, or, or encouraging them, uh, particularly Kendall. You know, I think I think he's. It seemed like he's. He sort of would have made peace with him dying. I don't know. We should say like that. That's so. So yes, he's probably interested in in taking over, broadly speaking. But had that been me, I think to key in more on Marsha restricting access. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would I be suspicious? Yes. Um. Now, in in the context of the show, like we don't we don't hang out that much. Like I think it's shown that they have maybe a family dinner. I got the sense that they would have a family dinner maybe once a month, yeah. where they all try to get together. Um, and it doesn't seem like they really dislike her, but they can tell she's super savvy and like she's like a oh, what's what's the phrase like a like a got I want to say worker bee, but I know that's not the right word. A worker bee. <laughs> she's um, she's like a God. Why am I drawing a blank? Like a fixer type, like a maneuver. Oh, okay. Like a shark. Like I don't, I don't know. Put all those yeah. together, and I, I get you. Yeah, they would definitely be suspicious. Like, what's she doing in there? Why won't she let us? Like, what she, what she got up her sleeve? 
Yeah. So I guess would you try to engage any sort of legal or use some of the Waystar Royco resources to try to get her to force her to to let you in to see your dad? Do you think you try to do that? Um. Yeah. Definitely. How how soon? Because I will say this goes on for like a he's he's incapacitated for like we'll say a week. I don't know if the show says exactly how long, but at what point are you going to try to do that? Like the first day that you're not allowed access? Um, I would give it some. I'd probably be. I'd probably give it around a week. Oh, you give it a know? whole week, and then yeah, because you have to. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tricky. In 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 their shoes, I feel like out of anyone, Shiv is the most suspicious of Moshe. Yeah. distrusting but i guess kendall probably has some most to lose because maybe she could be doing manipulative things behind the scenes and like <clears throat> pushing them all out potentially but i think that would be pretty hard to do unless yeah. you got like a lot of lawyers involved uh yeah i i would give it a, a some weeks but i would give it one week at the most probably but I, you know, I'd also be just be concerned. Like I couldn't see my, like why can't I see my dad? Is he? Maybe he's worse than I than what the doctors are saying. Right. Yeah, I think just not knowing would probably drive me a little crazy. Right. Yeah. I and I think I do remember that they would have had some contact with the doctor. I believe. I think it was it was more that, like she was she literally was wasn't letting them into the suite, so they couldn't even see. Like just see him in the yeah, bed. Yeah, I think that's I think, just uncalled for. Yeah, I think that that level of just like for me, yeah, that would be infuriating. Like within a within a yeah. few hours, little little like I would just be like, and like to to Marsha's credit, like she did remain pretty calm. Like I would get very uh, opposite of calm <laughs> very quickly, um, <laughs> and I would probably start making. I, yeah, it's if parent is incapacitated you won't let me see them yeah i i would start making some threats like don't i'll i will right. get the waystar lawyers in here i will get other lawyers in here you can't do this but the thing is i feel like she wouldn't buckle to that and she'd be like okay i have power of attorney and i you know i'm his wife so you can try but i will win i feel like that would be her response mm. Which would make me even more upset. I don't even. What was? I'd have, was I'd have to go just because like they were too stressful. I, th- I think yeah. I think she basically was saying like he needs his rest essentially, and he's okay. I'm his wife. I take. I think she said something to the effect of like I take care of him every night. Every you know you you guys you have your own lives. This is my which is a fair point. Like she, you know, in the first one of the first scenes of the first episode, like he gets up and he doesn't know where he is and he pees on the floor in the bedroom. Oh yeah. So she does right. yeah, she she knows him. She's put up with a lot, clearly. Like, which is I mean, that's great sc- screenwriting as well. I have to have to compliment that because they convey so much by her not being surprised by him getting up and, and peeing in, in the room and Taking him to the restroom, mm-hmm. cleaning him up, et cetera. You know, I think she orders one of the um, the house uh, workers to, you know, just kind of barks at her, like, you know, just clean it up, get 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 to it, or something like that. Like she's, <laughs> you know what, you know what time it is, get to it. 
<laughs> like that. So, you know, I, I try, try to be sympathetic to her, but I don't know. Yeah, if it would be, I think Kendall or Shiv. I, I feel like if I was Shiv, I would, I would probably, I feel like Shiv has more of an appreciation of her her savvy whereas Kendall kind of still looks down on on Marsha. Ah. I feel like Shiv would be like, "Okay, all right, this is what we're doing. Okay." I'm going to get into well, she it, does, but she would be it? more diligent about seeing hmm. her dad. She would be for sure. Yeah. She she would she out of all of them, she would be the ones like, "I got to get in there." And then when someone you know trying to block it, it even make her more determined. Exactly. I think Shiv might have like Roman just like, okay, Roman, uh, there's a, there's an air duct, uh, access point, um, over here, just, just above the vending machine. I'll boost you up. You go, Shiv, I'm not crawling through Roman. You're the only one who'll fit. Goes, okay. It's your dad. Okay. And then you have Roman crawling around like John McClane. <laughs> Trying to find the right room, going over the wrong room, and the fan turns on. I mean, that's a different show. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> that would that would be s- such a mess if you put Roman up in the air ducts. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, starts crawling around. He's like, "Shiv, why don't, can I just pay someone to do this for us?" No, we have right. to do it now. <laughs> can we just pay somebody? Yeah. <laughs> He would, oh yeah, he would say something. Oh yeah, you don't want Roman going in there trying to <laughs> trying to convince uh, Marsha to. <laughs> he'd probably say something like defamatory that would get mm-hmm. him kicked out of the hospital. He'd get them all kicked out. You don't, <laughs> you don't want him talking. No, 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 not at all. But yeah, I guess I guess the other like, other than me, like as kind of shift, like my my frustration would. Like, I would probably have to just, I mean, I probably would just, I would certainly talk to a lawyer at the office and just say, like, what are our options here? I just want to get in to see my dad. Do we try to, do we try to go to the press? Well, no, jeez. Do we try oh, to smear no, her no, in the press? No. Like, I mean, that would be probably the nuclear option. Mm, smear her in the press. Like, why is she not letting her children see her, their father? But yeah, that would probably all go to shit. Oof. Yeah, but yeah, that that's true. That could be like a last resort. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, it is a tricky one. But I, I would, I would probably be able to hang tight for like a week, as long as I was able to still, you know, be in communication with with the doctor right. and just like the the care staff and know what was happening. Like, okay, I guess. Yeah, but if I knew nothing and couldn't see him and knew nothing, no way. Yeah, yeah it's not gonna work. Uh, okay. Well, let's let's cover that. Uh, Marsha, Marsha wins. I think basically that's what's gonna happen there. She's gonna yeah, get. Yeah, I mean, Marsha's Marsha's pretty good. Marsha, I mean, yeah, she came through. Yeah, and it. She's the only one. She's the only one that just like pop shit to Logan and he never has anything to say. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember <laughs> at, at well towards the end of season two, she says, um, "She's like you, you're boring me now, or like you're boring to me yeah. now." And then just gets and up and just, walks away. He just, he just sits there. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the only one. I mean, she's the only one. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the other one from season one this is in the last episode do you want to describe the scenario i think i don't remember it quite as well um yeah uh, so tom and and shiv so the final two episodes are like wedding related shiv and tom's marriage um the final one i think it starts they just finished the ceremony or maybe it's the beginning, whatever. So the final one is the actual ceremony and then all the stuff happen, happening at the reception. Yeah. Um, this is a lot happening. But leading up to this, Shiv had basically been sort of stepping out on Tom, having sex with other guys, either when she was out of town or when Tom was out of town. Um, right. And I think she was just basically using her position in the relationship and her position in life as like, yeah, I'm kind of going to do what I want, but she was, I, I feel like she's a little disingenuous and be like, Oh, I thought, I thought you knew, I thought you were in on this part, which right. Tom would never be fully completely down with that. Right. And so there's this other guy, Nate, who she's working with basically after the whole ceremony, then Shiv like fully admits that, to everything that she's been doing and Tom realizes it's all true and but now they're already married <laughs> they're having this private right. conversation Tom is like I wish you would have said something before our wedding night yeah but he's just kind of stuck now like I don't know I don't even I like that's an impossible situation I don't know what I would do there like because the night before even then Tom was like well, should we even do this? Because she kind of alluded to some things. That was when that guy, Nate, she, they kind of figured it out. And she was like, but everybody's here. And Tom goes, I don't care. But she clearly is more worried about, you know, the optics and the whole situation. Um, so what would you do if she basically said all of that to you on your wedding night? You're already married. And she's sort of like, well, let's have an open a, a marriage the way th- basically an open marriage on your wedding night after yeah, you're married. So that's, yeah, so that's, yeah, I remember this last episode was was pretty amazing, and this scene in particular, because, yeah, they're in, like, I think they're still in their wedding outfits, I, I believe. I mean, she may have changed for the reception, but I think Tom is still, like, in his tuxedo. I could be wrong. I think he might be, but, but yeah, she's But in any in case, um, they're off in some side room, or it's some kind of big, I don't know, they're at this huge estate in England, and um, it's just some sort of side room, and the lighting is like really kind of dim, kind of like what I'm picturing with the most deaf exhibit uh, level of lighting, um, and it's just the, those two, and like he's on sort of on a couch, I'm picturing him with his head in his hands, and she's kind of just sitting in a chair next to him. Um, and she, yeah, she says like, she's basically like, yeah. So by the way, this is going to be an open relationship, right? You're cool with that, right? <laughs> and he's, yeah. 
and she tries to frame it as like, let's turn marriage on its head, or let's turn. Oh yeah, let's down. let's disrupt marriage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's so. the The show definitely does kind of paint paint her as just wanting to have her cake and eat it too, um, and just kind of like I, I don't know. I, I if I were me, I would sort of be thinking has she done this in all of her relationships with with other men like all the previous where she's just mm. like cuz i mean I, I, to be honest it, it would be kind of intimidating dating someone with who's connected to that level of wealth and power oh yeah i yeah. i have to say um you know i don't i don't have experience dating um you know billionaires or do i uh no not really <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, look, I, you know, I, I grew up, you know, fairly poor. So, it, it, you know, that, that mindset sort of sticks with you in certain ways. And I, I've certainly dated women who are, um, you know, of, of means. I'll, I'll just leave it there. Um, and there is a certain intimidation factor. So for me, yeah, if I was in a situation where I'm with someone like Shiv, I don't know. We just, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're already married. I, I would be really upset. I, I don't know. I probably would. I probably wouldn't. I, I like to think that I would have canceled the, the wedding. To be honest, like I, after I found out about the Nate thing, like I would have been like, uh, I, I like to think that I that I wouldn't have even gone through with it. But for the purposes of the segment say it's after the wedding yeah i would probably at that point because the wedding has happened i would probably see like let's just see how it goes you know because there's so much to push back against at that point i would just be like see how it goes i'd probably hope that she wouldn't actually step out i might think about well you know i guess this means i can step out too which you know i don't even know that i'd that's that that's I true. Do then you can at step that out. Point. Like, but you know, you know, human nature kicks in. So I don't know. Maybe it seems like their lives are kind of separate anyway, especially with her political career, to where she's going to be on the road a lot. But then I'm thinking, like, man, every time she's on the road, I'm going to be thinking about it. Right. I mean, they're not even living in the same city at that point. Right. Right. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, but I think I think had it been had that been me after the and it was after the wedding, I probably would have just kind of hoped for the best, see if I could turn her around on it. Like you know, you don't really want to do this. You don't really mean that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe go try to console myself by talking to to Roman telling him about it him just clowning me like realizing i made a huge yeah. mistake by telling him because now that's 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 the rest of my life is him making little snide jokes about, about. yeah he won't stop with yeah because i mean what is a divorce at that point gonna look or i guess the, at that exact moment they could probably get it annulled but i mean shit you know shiv is gonna come at you with every, and that's the intimidation factor is like shiv's gonna come at you without like Okay, you want to go up against some of the best lawyers in the world? Sure. Yeah. I mean, but okay, true. And then he also, I mean, there's there's a relationship. 
if he walks away. Yeah. Then, but what happens to his job? Like he had that job. Yeah. Assuming assuming he had it before, but not at like the level where like he probably wouldn't advance have advanced to where he is without that connection, right? Right. So uh, what happens? Yeah, almost, what almost happens if not. you if you divorce her? What now you you fired? You're done. Too? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. <laughs> Like, cause I could, from Logan's standpoint, it's like, oh, you're gonna break my girl's heart? <laughs> oh no, no, no! Mm-mm. Good luck getting no, a job in this not. industry. Yeah. And by this industry, like... I mean like every industry, since we have like our <laughs> our hands in every everything. Right. So you could be like done forever. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's got to be stuff he's considered over the course of their relationship. You know, and. It's. I mean, it's interesting because they do also present him as kind of like a striver, like to some degree he's using Shiv to advance his career. Yes. Like there's definitely that For angle sure. to it. So and he's kind of just conniving. And other people right. in the so, family. So in that regard, I th- yeah, I think he would be less hesitant, like real hesitant to leave. Be like, hmm. Yeah, maybe I can just put up with this. Right. Maybe. Yeah, if I was in his shoes, I don't know. Yeah. So many different things to consider. Yeah, because he's definitely a striver and like wants to go and use leverages that family relationship to get advanced. Uh, damn. Mm-mm. I probably just... <laughs> I'd probably just suck it up and try to go have some sex on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that is essentially what what we see in season two. Um, They each kind of do their own thing uh, with, with varying results. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably what I would end up doing. Just stay stuck in that, stuck in that unhappy marriage. Now, nope. now it turns unhappy. Where it was like Hello? decently say, happy. Say that before, again. You broke up a little but bit. But now that, say that, yeah. Say again. Now it just sort of be stuck in that unhappy marriage. You know, now I'd just be stuck right. in that unhappy marriage if I was Tom. But now it's yeah. even worse because you're I both mean, a, like fully aware of everything that was going on. But do you think there's a chance that Shiv would? come around and, and maybe recommit to the marriage and you know monogamy at any point maybe after she sees um being with other women um maybe you know she could because right now she's the one having all the fun yeah and that's why she wants it to be like that i think so yeah you're absolutely right maybe if she gets a little dose of her own medicine, she might not like it so much. Yeah, I think we we saw a little bit of, of that um, in season two. Um, but... Yes. Uh, yeah, well, I think we can wrap, we can sort of wrap up. Um, we're getting some audio drift issues too, so be good to reset uh, in any case. Um, so, any closing thoughts? Um, you know, the usual, eat something green. You've got to. You know, uh, I got a salad. Got a big salad, bunch of different stuff in it. Um, oh. Like a, like a three-day salad I think I can eat over the course of 
three days. It's a big, I just loaded up it with everything. The salad bar. So wow. gonna gonna be working on that. Look at you. Turn a new leaf. Uh-huh. Okay. Drink some water. Enjoy it. Eat something green. <laughs> uh 